for so many people, if you give them feedback, run full speed. Now I'm doing it just because my boss said so, but I'm not always that motivated. But when I realize other pieces are connected, our greater goal of being effective are connected to me doing this one part, all of a sudden, now I'm getting feedback and I have a greater context of how it impacts everything. Unleashing your best in life and work. This is The Game Changers with Eric Bowles and host Dale Dixon. The right words at the right time to unleash your best in life and work. Welcome to The Game Changers Podcast. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. I help leaders be their best on stage and in front of the camera. And I'm the Chief Innovation Officer for A Better Business Bureau. Eric Bowles coaches, trains, and inspires leaders to unleash their potential and the potential of those around them. Great to be with you, Eric. Great to be with you, my man. Today, we're talking about feedback, and it's not just the importance of feedback. I think we've covered that in previous episodes, but you've had some real-world experiences just in the past week, just in the past couple of hours, in working through the timing of feedback. So when we say the right words at the right time, it's that right time piece that we're really going to dive into today. Yes. Yeah. You know, I... and. Those who, who are listening right now, we've all had this experience and not attaching, trying to attach intent uh, on the back end. But sometimes we may have heard the right words, but we didn't hear it at the right time. And because we didn't hear it at that right time, it's hard to wonder not were those actually the right words. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mm. timing does uh, a matter and you know, is it, is it at the right time I can do something with it? Um, is it at the right time with greater context involved? Um, not only what I heard, but what I delivered. And, and so I, I like to say, this is the nuance of leaders. This is really nuance of living life. But for many leaders who are listening right now, everybody talks about how important feedback is. But what I don't think we do enough of this is having a conversation of the timing of that feedback. Uh, you know, um, I go through enough, I've said before, I go through enough assessments, 360s, performance reviews, other assessments. Of, it happens all the time. Uh, and I often get asked a question, um, you know, Eric, can you work with my team? They're kind of shocked by the feedback. Uh, uh, or leaders who are going through it, it's like, ah, I'm really concerned about what might come out. He goes, what should I do about that? I said, to be concerned. They said, about what comes out? I said, no, be concerned that you don't already know. Be concerned that it's going to surprise you in the first place because you're going to work hard anyway. Uh, and there's nothing more painful than finding out information. And you've been going off one expectation or, or, or you know, even your motive only to discover that what you've been doing hasn't been hitting the mark. And you could have known that already and vice versa to have someone in front of you who's been working hard on something. You give them the feedback. You see how they take it and they look hurt. And you're like, ah, I want them to be better at taking this feedback. It's not that they didn't take the feedback, but by the time they found out the feedback, how long did they go working on that feedback? I mean, so you, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a double loss. It's the feedback that I'm not hitting the mark. But then I went this long not knowing I wasn't hitting the mark, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been putting all that effort in. I don't get that time or that effort back. 
in not only effort and time, but the emotional hit we take. It's already hard enough to find out you're not hitting the mark. But to have to find out late that you're not hitting the mark? <laughs> oh. So I think about a, a continuum of time, and, and I, I think most of our listeners I, are, understand that a, a once-a-year evaluation just isn't even in the realm of possibility. It's so far outside of what high performers are, are doing. Uh, but there's this, and I'm thinking from a timing perspective, if we're having a once a week, O three one-on-one and I'm providing feedback on a weekly basis, am I hearing you say that even needs to be tightened up more that in the moment where something's I see something's not working or I'm questioning something, I'm providing an instant piece of feedback or what let's, let's define the timing aspect. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are, there are things that we, in our weekly one-on-ones, if this is the, if this is the, uh, the pace or the rhythm by which feedback happens, you know, cause sometimes you may not be around to see something in the in-between time, but you say that that happens. And this is why I always think, uh, you know, instead of adding a different component, just make those one-on-ones more meaningful. Like, make sure it's just not a reporting out. Make sure you dig inside of, right? But many times, like, it, I, I was great. I'm a um, particular uh, um, client that we just began working with. And she said something yesterday that I never, it was so good. She goes, as a leader, what you call out, what you walk by and call out, or what you walk by and don't call out is also feedback. That's, that's, that's telling people what's acceptable and what isn't. So it, 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 in the retail, uh, I had a good friend of mine named Charlie Davis. He had a huge influence on me, and he, he was an executive director for a, the, the, uh, for YMCA, and then he became CEO for YMCA Pearson, Kitsap County, where I live. But I remember every Y that he led, the parking lot would always be spotless. And they're like, why would be spotless? Because Charlie never walked by a piece of paper in the parking lot without picking it up. Now, he can say the parking lot needs to be clean, but every time he reached out and picked it up, it said to everybody, the parking lot needs to be clean when picked up. When he walked around the place, he always picked up something. And people were like, oh, that said a lot. Yeah, he said it in his actions. Also, he said it in his words. Also, when he saw someone do it, he praised it in the moment. When he saw somebody not do it, he said it in the moment. It, it, the feedback was constant. So people knew what better looked like. They knew what he was looking for. So when they would have their one-on-one, there was no surprise that, you know, hey, Charlie defined you caring about this place. You caring about all of our members in terms of, hey, keeping a place that allows them to want to come to that's clean. Well, this particular client I had, she talked about that all the time. She doesn't even in the, in, in the, in the, in the, the, the work environment. One of your people on the team has a good meeting. Don't just say you had a good meeting. Great. Give, give a film review, quick one. Hey, great meeting. I loved how you called this out and directly dealt with this. Hey, side note on the next time you might want to do this. It, you didn't need a 15-minute. Do it in the moment. It's just a few little words, but it matters. Also, it creates an environment where people go, because now I can course correct. Now it's reinforced. Now I don't have to remember to talk about it. And then when we have our official formalized 
one-on-one. Now, that can allow for some of the deeper feedback or, or direction or engagement that happens. But I think the missing piece so many leaders are doing is they're not giving feedback uh, frequent enough. And if they are, it's incomplete. It's either one side or the other. You know, either it's all things that still need to be fixed because those are obvious. And I always tell leaders to just give feedback of what's not right. Y'all, that's not hard to do. Okay, <laughs> We naturally gravitate to what still needs to be done. So giving feedback about what's not right is, I'm not telling people not to do that. I'm just saying that's obvious. But the feedback of things that are either working or more importantly, Dale, are the things that lead up to the results. I always like to say, are you giving feedback on the causes that lead to that result? So if somebody gave the right effort or called something out or, or you know, are diligent or they came back in court, acknowledge that because what you acknowledge, you get more of. So anyhow, uh, you know, not to talk all day. Because, we, as you said, we gravitate to be able to point out what's wrong. Let's rest there a moment and talk about how to make that type of criticism as constructive as possible. So if, you know, words matter, timing matters, yeah. calling it out in the moment matters, how do we make that as constructive as possible? It's when you contextualize it to something bigger. If you're, if, if it's only, like, for instance, I work with a, a, a very large grocer on the East Coast. They're phenomenal. And, um, uh, but if, but the example is this, is the CEO walks in, and every time the CEO walks in, or you say a VP who's doing a, a store visit, they'll walk in and they notice, you know, a piece of fruit that's bruised or something isn't right or isn't shelved right. And they say, hey, that needs to be done better. Okay, that's, that's in the wrongs. You know, that needs to be here, right? Now, clearly because of who said it, they're going to make sure that's right. But if they don't know why it matters, it becomes everything. Right, one of my one of my uh, 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 mentors and and he's had a huge influence on my life. Uh, um, but he he was an executive for for uh, a large retailer who sells coffee. They sell green coffee. Uh, but, but I never forget he had a saying that he would also often say, "It's not about the mints, right? It's not about the mints." And the reason he would say it's not about the mints was there one time they moved the mints. You know, they had to move the mints or something, and they moved the mints, and people were like, oh, does it need to sit here or they sit here? Well, the bigger issue is, how does it best serve the customer, right? The, the reason for moving the mints is because of what it does for the customer. So many times when we have feedback, even if it's a critique, it's, hey, I need you to do more of this, and this is the reason is, the reason is, it allows us to be more effective here, which leads to the ultimate goal we're going after. But if you just make it about that one action to be course-corrected, they think it's just about that action. And so they do that every time without understanding the bigger reason behind it. You may have heard the uh, uh, saying once, it, it was the, the, the uh, uh, it was funny, there was a particular young woman who was making a ham and uh, she would always cut the ends off the ham, right? And, 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 and then put it in the oven. And so one day her, her, her husband was like, why are you putting, cutting off the end? Because this is how you do it and this is how you do it effectively. Well, one time she ends up asking not her mother, but her grandma. She goes, because this is my mom did. My grandma, this is how my grandma did it. Well, she asked her grandma about it. She says, Grandma, can't you tell the best way to make the ham is to cut the ends off? 
She was like, no, nah, baby, I cut the ends off because that was the size pen I had. <laughs> so, so even though you give somebody feedback, if they don't know why, all of a sudden it just becomes, you get stuck in that spot. And so even when we give feedback, remember the danger is that that feedback can cause them to not think broadly, make them think small. Just include the why behind the feedback. You, it, this doesn't take forever. Like I used to think, hey, Eric, like I had a coach who told me when I was in Green Bay, Mike Holgren, I'll never forget one time I was running half speed and he's like, come here. And I got over there and I had a coach, John Gruden at the time who had, he would say a whole lot of words, right? He, he, <laughs> I mean, he had a lot to say, right? But Holgren would say, Coach Holgren would say in just a few words, and he came to me and he says, I need you to run full speed every time. Do you understand? I said, yes. Okay, and I was like, oh, man, I got to run full. He says, and it's not just because of you. If you don't run full speed through, these other three routes are dependent on you getting out of the way. So when you go full speed, it'll, it's not about you just getting the ball. Running full speed to help you get the ball, but it also creates greater space for these other routes that are coming behind you. It was a game changer because I wouldn't run full speed if I didn't think I was going to get the ball. Man, you're more connected than just that. And for so many people, if you give them fees, full just feedback, run full speed. Now I'm doing it just because my boss said so. But I'm not always that motivated. But when I realize other pieces are connected, our greater goal of being effective are connected to me doing this one part, all of a sudden, now I'm getting feedback and I have a greater context of how it impacts everything else. It's really the chess player being able to see everything on the boards, right. having that perspective, and then as the pieces are moving, helping the individual people on the chessboard, so to speak, understand their place, where they're going, right. and the reason why. It's that context piece. Adele, what you just got through saying, this is why sometimes when we give feedback and say, hey, this is what I want you to do. Sometimes it's good for a leader, and it's ah, we definitely do not want to insult people's intelligence or come across patronizing or anything like that, but sometimes we can say, okay, this is what I asked you to do, but why do you think so? Why do you think I, uh, I have you do it. Now, that setting matters. I wouldn't necessarily, in a group setting, I usually share the why. In a in one-on-one setting, I can ask the why of them, just to make sure we're aligned. Like, I'm asking the why, not because I don't think you know. I'm asking the why to make sure we're aligned in terms of our why. So I gave you this feedback. Why do you believe it's important? Well, because the answer can't be just because I said so. My, 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 I want them to be committed to me as, as a leader. I want them to know I trust them and believe in them. But also, I want their motive and their drive to be greater than just their relationship with me. Right? Because, because my relationship, that wane, some days, uh, you know, some days they ain't going to be happy with. So, right? Some days I can tick them off. And so, if I'm completely dependent on their, (laughs) be tied to me, uh, I don't want all that level of responsibility. But if I can make sure they're connected to the bigger purpose and I can reinforce that in all our little engagements, it changes everything. I tell leaders right now, when you go about giving feedback this way, it makes giving feedback and, and going through the process of giving back way more exciting, way more fun. It's way more intriguing because 
now you're truly growing your people. You're, you're teaching, you're developing. Then the same thing I would encourage people, when you're receiving feedback, there's no hesitation to go, I, I got you, and I'm, okay, I'm going to work on that. But can you tell me the why behind that? So this isn't just what your leaders, as a leader, what I give. I'm also, if I'm being influenced by others, I ask for it as well because I want to know more. And it influence. now it helps me see, and the better I see, the better I will do. And so this is why right words, right time, but the, the context of that is so important. This reminds me of conversations that I've had with my 20-year-old daughter who's working inside of a a local operation for a national chain. And I, most of our listeners, uh, both you and I have been in this, in, in one of these, uh, in the past. And she talks about somebody from the corporate office coming through every couple of months. And, uh, you know, it's, they use a seagull approach, fly in, crap all over everything. And then they fly out and, and the damage it does to the local operation is, is so significant when you flip it and look at it from the perspective of how you're recommending it be done. If this person would come in and actually invest some time, make time to share the why behind, Hey, I noticed that the counter is not set up like we want it to. And here's, if it's set up this way, here's the result of that. Mm-hmm. Or I see that this is happening inside the back office. And if we did it a different way like this, here's the, here's how it impacts the business down the line. It provides a sense of ownership for the people who are receiving the feedback and gives them a reason to be excited for the next time rather than dread having that person fly through uh, and make their deposit inside quotation marks. Dale, I wish, I wish I could sit down every single leader who has to visit or whoever's role it is from the corporate office from anywhere else to, who, who, who stops by and comes through. And I, you're going to have to be there anyway. So you might as well do it well, right? Like mm. you're, you're going to make the visit anyway. So you might as well do a good job at it, right? It kind of reminds me of the, the, the great Bill Russell cool quote. We got to play three games and three nights. So if we have to play the game, we might as well win, right? So you got to visit. You might as well do it well. So what makes that powerful from an example standpoint is the beautiful thing about having someone who flies in from a higher perspective, they have a bigger view of, the, you know, from a strategic standpoint, of what's taking place, right? Like of why we want this and what, but you got to share the why. But the other thing that helps them is you also think for that person flying in, you also need to know what it's like at a ground level because that should influence some of your decision-making as well. So the feedback goes both directions. Here's what we see from up here, which is very safe. The closer you get down to where the action happens, we have to have your perspective as well because that can begin to frame how both of these have to work together. So often, when uh, individuals who are flying from a higher level fly in, they have a they have a tendency to tell people what they how it should be, which is good, right? But they don't always take feedback coming back the other direction, which can influence then how it gets done. Because you need both 
This is why, like, I talk about it all the time, but in the NFL, people are shocked by this. They're like, hey, the coaches call the plays. And Do you know how much influence the coaches, the, the play calling is just as much influenced by what they hear from the players who are actually on the field than just the, where they're sitting above. The communication is going all directions. So you got coaches up in the press box. You have the, you have the coaches on the sideline. You have the players on the field. You even have backup players who are watching their position, giving insight to the player or giving insight to them. the feedback loop is going all over the place, which then makes the decision or the action we're going to take as thoughtful as possible. This is why the feedback, when we talk about right word, right time is multiple directions. It can't just be one way. We want people, you know, seeing from the press box. We want people, man, there's even a different perspective. If, if there's a, um, you know, if back in the day when they used to have the Goodyear blunt up in the air, like that's even a higher perspective, right? But it's not concerned about the play calling. It is being able to let us know the weather conditions that are on the way, right? Like people are like, that matters? Oh, yeah. You start calling pretty pretty aggressive plays if you know a rainstorm's on the way or if you know a snowstorm's on the way during the game. Like, there's certain plays we're calling now that we're not going to call later. How did we get that? Someone's giving us insight from a much bigger perspective of what's on the horizon. And it's getting all those pieces to work together, and that's why these feedback loops are critical. I'm guessing we've probably buried the lead on the most powerful and important type of feedback, and that would be positive feedback in the moment. So as we wrap up, let's talk through about the intentionality of a leader to watch for and call out the right things along with the reason. Yeah. So positive feedback, the most, let me call it, I like to call it not just positive feedback. I like to call it powerful feedback, right? Because the positive is truly powerful. And one reason it's powerful is, you have to search for it. You have to, I always like to say, when you're giving positive feedback, especially when the results haven't fully manifested in themselves, because leaders, you got to understand this. If you're only celebrating when the scoreboard changes, you're no different than a fan. You're no different than a fan. Everybody's celebrating when the scoreboard's working in your favor. So how does that separate you from anybody else? Okay. But your strength as a leader is you are celebrating the causes that lead up to the scoreboard change. So you're paying attention. So, and you got to find those. This is why I tell leaders that you got to be a good finder in the midst of fault, right? Like instead of being a fault finder, be a good finder, but that's intentionality. You, you got to work to see that, right? So I'm going in looking for the things that I can celebrate, praise, reinforce. Why? So I ignore the nigga. No, but some of the things that you are seeing that are the causes of the results, if they do more of it, you will get less of the things you're complaining about. I mean, this is how it works. That This is why you got to be so intentional with this process. So it's leaning in. It becomes it's powerful feedback. And the powerful feedback is you're finding roots that lead to the fruit you want. And you got to do that on purpose. That is not an easy process, but it's the most powerful form of feedback you can get. Finding roots to the fruit you want. Mm. You said it. That's it, my man. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, I think we've got some actionable things for us to work on this week out of this conversation. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. 
the most important thing, be looking for the roots that deliver the fruit you want. I love that. (laughs) We'll have three asks of our listeners uh, out of this. Number one, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. You could do it inside the uh, app that you're listening to us on. We're all over the place, whether it's Spotify or uh, on Apple, Google Play. Uh, You can also rate and review the podcast while you are there. If you would give us a five-star rating, we would really appreciate that. Uh, Write a sentence or two in a review on how this has impacted your leadership and what's happening inside your organization. And then we'd love to have you connect with us. You can find Eric at thegamechangersinc.com. Eric is also active on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. You can find him there. I'm at daledixonmedia.com and would love to hear from you. If you've got a topic you'd like us to cover in the upcoming podcast, definitely uh, shoot us a line and give us some ideas on on some leadership issues that we could tackle right here on the podcast. So thank you for that. Eric, you have a fantastic rest of your week. You too. We will catch up next week. This is the Game Changers unleashing your best in life and work. The Game Changers, unleashing your best in life and work with Eric Bowles and Dale Dixon. Eric is an executive coach, leadership expert, change consultant, and keynote speaker. Read his book, Moving to Great, and find him at ericbowles.com. Connect with Dale at daledixonmedia.com.